Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of C Store Center. And um, today I'm going to be, and I'm your host, Mike Hernandez. Today I'm going to be talking about taking somebody from, or a group of somebody's from worst to first. Uh, essentially, it's uh, a transition that I went through several years ago. I was working in the San Antonio market and um, as a district manager, fairly fairly new. Um, when this opportunity presented itself, uh, they needed, the company I worked for needed somebody to take over a group that comprised of uh, stores in western Kansas and uh, Oklahoma. So we're talking about Starting out in Garden City, Kansas, coming down through Tyrone, Oklahoma, down to Guyman, out to Woodward, and then down into Anadarko and Chickasha. And again, I was in the San Antonio market. Now, the person that I was, whose group I was taking over, great guy named Shannon, uh, he had an excellent group. Matter of fact, he had been... Uh, district manager kind of of the year, the, the previous year. And he had an opportunity to move to Denver to take over a, a district over there. So, um, you know, I was approached to see if I would be interested in taking over that, you know, if I'd be willing to, to move, which, you know, I, I, I was. But I remember we had a big meeting in San Antonio and Back then, they called them zone vice presidents. Who you know, that's who I would have reported to, and, and who I did report to. Um, we had a conversation after having you know dinner and some drinks, and the one thing that he made perfectly clear was, upon getting there and upon starting, it was most likely that there was going to be one person that was going to have to go. There was one manager that just was unmotivated, uh, you know, wasn't focused and just wasn't really performing. And um, if you listen to me long enough and you read material uh, that I put out, any kind of content, you know, I, I have this uh, theory, maybe a hypothesis that... Uh, Actually, a belief, I think is what I'd call it, a belief, that uh, negative 3 equals 13. And I didn't have that at that time. I was still in the process of kind of recognizing that and, and maybe uh, gathering more evidence of that. But um, today, I mean, it's very clear Minus 3 equals 13. So what that means is basically if you go in there in the situation that I was in and you walk in and you let somebody go, now you are, you know, he might have been at a 3 or a 4 in terms of performance because these stores were separated, you know, it was the biggest geographical area, I think, in the company, uh, but uh, or, or at least in the zone, but um, region, I should say, the region. Uh, 
and so um, it was uh, it was difficult for somebody to camp out there because you had a lot of ground to cover, and so um, I, I think he he was allowed to maybe, um, and not intentionally, you know, not on purpose, but it just kind of happened. It didn't get it didn't get addressed. It didn't get corrected. Uh, it was something that. Uh, Maybe they were in the process of doing. So at any rate, if I walk in and I let this person go, I'm he's at a three, a four. Well, now I'm you know, we could always say go to zero, but really you get you 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 go further back because I'm gonna have to spend all my time there. I'm gonna have to try to find somebody who can run that store and who knows how long that's gonna take. And, and I don't want you to misunderstand and think, well, um, you know, that's a deterrence and that's an excuse for for not going in and terminating somebody. But <clears throat> um, it would have caused a big burden on other people, uh, small town in Anadarko. Uh, we had two locations there. And um, it was it was always a staffing was always a challenge, uh, but we didn't have a lot of turnover in that area. So. Um, I don't think in, in those small towns that we had some of the quality when it comes to hiring, uh, you know, as far as an employee pool. But at any rate, um, if I had let him go now, instead of being at zero, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at a negative three. So negative three equals 13 means now I've got to take 13 steps to get to that store to 10, to get that operation to a 10. So at the time, again, I, I, you know, I wasn't as confident about that. It wasn't one of my most um, deeply held truths. Um, but, you know, I did go in, I did go into that area and I did talk to, uh, to both managers. Uh, Anadarko's a, a cool little town, but, um, it's uh, you know it's got its challenges, and there there are some colorful characters there. And uh, one of the managers from the other location, great great guy, uh, name is Clifford, and uh, we used to call Clifford Big Daddy Cool because Clifford was always sharp dressed, pressed, nice truck, and all the people came in and the community, and they you know they'd look up to Clifford, and he had a, he had quite the following, and. Uh, of course, the women and the girls and all that, you know, kind of really uh, had, a, had a liking for Cliff. So, we, you know, we'd call him Big Daddy Cool. But um, there was a guy named Jack, and uh, Jack had a, another colorful name. Uh, his nickname was 30-Pack Jack. And uh, when Jack had his two days off, he'd pick up that 30-Pack, and man, don't bother calling if somebody doesn't show up because you're not finding Jack. But uh, the other manager, uh, his name was... Uh, Dennis, great guy. I mean, I, I, I liked him from the get-go. Um, he had a, an employee there named Mike. And Mike was a real big Elvis fan, and he'd always write uh, TCB on his shift reports and, you know, taking care of business and things of that nature, which was, you know, kind of funny. And I got to a point where once we got comfortable and I got to know, you know, Mike, I, I'd always ask Mike to sing me a ditty. 
And, and that would just, you know, he'd say, Senior Diddy, and then he'd just start chuckling. Uh, but at any rate, that, that that's part of the whole process of getting to know your people and being approachable and talking to them and things of that nature. So, um, you know, getting down to Dennis, I, I, I knew something had to be done. Uh, everybody in that area said, hey, you know what, this is the guy that uh, you're going to have your hand your hands full with. And it's not that he was, a, you know, a problem as far as a bad attitude or anything like that. It's just he just wasn't getting his stuff done. So I go through, talk to him, take a lot of time to do an introduction, visit a store, walk a store, chit-chat with him. And then I ask him for his cigarette counts. And he says, well, you know, here's what I have. And you could look at things and, and just tell that they were pencil whipped. I mean, the numbers didn't make any sense. There was no variation, nothing deviated. It just, you know, it's just copying things over, asking for the control book, you know, kind of the same thing. Well, I, I don't really, I'm behind on that. I don't really have it done. And you know, Shannon was always on me about that, but, uh, you know, I don't know. So I started asking him, well, I mean, do you understand these things? Um, or do you need help doing this? And, uh, you know, some things he understood and some things he didn't. So I must have spent two days there. Um, you know, one day getting in, the next day just kind of falling up, working with him. And um, he started to make an effort, and I followed up, you know, more frequently or just, you know, in a more frequent schedule. Even though I was living in Garden City and uh, he was on the other end of the district, I'd, I'd go stay, you know, spend the night out there and uh, follow up. But... I would go do counts with him. We would do counts together. And this way we could verify the accuracy. And this way he got a little more confident in, in, make, in doing the counts. And I started to get those religiously. And then he started to really inform me of things things that he noticed, he would ask me questions. He would, so I knew whenever we were visiting that he wasn't just going through the motions. You know, he was actually doing the stuff and he was learning. And it didn't happen, it didn't happen in a month or two months, but it happened really quick. And Everybody noticed it. Um, they say, hey, is uh, is he booking for a promotion? What's going on? All of a sudden, the, the managers, the other manager from Anadarko, the one from Chickasha, uh, Sandy, by the way, Sandy, which I, great lady, but I'll, I'll tell you some stories about her some other day, the same about Clifford. Um, but at any rate, the marketing guys, the category managers would come through and when my boss would come through and then uh, the senior vice president of operations came through and they're like, what, what did you do to this guy? You know, it, now he is 
just awesome. The auditors couldn't believe it. They were like, what's what's going on here? So it was really, really great. And then he started throwing up ideas. I offered, you know, the support. He, you know, he did a lot of the work. He did most of the work. But um, it got to be where he started bonusing, and he started bonusing big time. And, again, we went from that store being the worst store to him seeing, the, you know, the biggest sales increases in, in the district from him controlling inventories and not having any more bad inventories. Uh, the guy just was on top of his business. And needless to say, I don't know that we ever get to 10, but we got to nine, nine and a half pretty darn quick. And um, a lot of it was because I didn't go in there and just, you know, term him, just fire him. I went in there and I and I and I made some effort to get to know the guy. And I always encourage people. It's you know, I read a lot of books. I'm reading Good to Great right now, and they talk about hiring the right people and stuff like that. Uh, sometimes you need the right leader in place, but uh, you you have to be able to go in there and 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 do some research, look around. And, and make an effort to to connect, to get, uh, you know, to be able to relate to people, to break through, because, you know, they don't have a choice in the matter of you being their boss, you know, and you kind of did, because, you know, I took, I took that, um, and if you're listening to this, and, you know, that's something to consider. They've got a lot of doubts and worries and fears and, and what's going on through my mind and things like that. What, you know, what's going to happen to my family if I lose my job, this new guy comes in. It, it just seems like it, the tendency is there. People come in, they want to get rid of everybody and uh, put their own folks in. And I mean, I understand to a certain extent, but had I done that in this case, it just, it, it would have created, I mean, it would have put us even further behind. And when you take over a great district, it's hard. It's it's harder to improve on a good district, a great district, a great operation, a good store, a great store, than it is uh, on a store that's a mess, that has all the inventory issues, the turnover. Um, I, I got comfortable with both, but that really, um, that really helped me develop. And uh, having that distance, the geography... It, it it made you really um, have to look for ways to to be able to manage from a distance. So that was uh, you know twenty years ago, and um, those lessons were really valuable and they served me very well. But you know, getting back to this, you can take people from worst to first. So use your reason, you know, your ability to reason. Use your experience, your knowledge, and um, you know, roll up your sleeves. Don't be afraid to roll up your sleeves, get in there. Um, and that's how you build, you know, strong teams, whether it's a team that works in your store. You know, if you're a store manager, you know, you've got to do the same thing. You take that same approach. If you're a district manager, same thing. That's how you get people to stay. That's how you develop people. That's how you get them to want to come to work. And, um, you can overcome a lot of the obstacles and challenges that uh, your peers and other people in the industry have. So think about that uh, as far as um, when it comes to 
situations like that when you're coming in, when you're acquiring, when you're getting transferred, whatever the situation is, and and you've got somebody that or, or somebody's a group of them that aren't performing, um, make an effort to get in there, talk to them, get to understand them, see what their perspective is, see what their obstacles are, see what their challenges are, because they wouldn't have been put in that position most likely if somebody didn't think they had the capability of succeeding. So, you know, another thing I noticed was um, people behave differently. Now, this person had two names. He had Dennis and he had Alan. And I started calling him Alan, I believe. It was Alan. And uh, one of the things I found out is I'm, a, you know, I grew up using a different name, using my middle name, and so people who know me or knew me back then knew a different me, uh, maybe a funner me, maybe a more irresponsible me, um, a less serious me, but. When I changed to my first name, when I changed to Mike or Michael, um, it was in the industry, and it was like I'm, I'm an adult now, and I have responsibility, and so my personality kind of changed. Things happened, and then it carried over to my personal life, because you, you know, you you experience things, you see things that people do, um, and it, it it changes you, and then you have to mature and grow as you gain more responsibility. So. At the end of the day, I thought to myself, you know what? If I'm two different people based on my name, I'm going to try the same thing with him. So I started calling him, um, you know, the opposite. So I think it was Alan. I started calling him Alan instead of Dennis or, or Dennis instead of Alan. I don't know. It's been a while. So, and, and he responded that way too. And I told him, I said, you know, are you a different person when he's like, you know, I really don't know. But when I planted that seed, I guess, in his mind, and I made him aware of that, and, and I started calling him by the other name, um, it did have an impact. It did have a change on him. I had an employee once that was just a real pain, and she loved to just come in and try to push my buttons. And, you know, that was the goal of her day was to try to get a reaction and you know, upset me. And she'd say some crazy things and uh, tell customer stuff. But anyway, you know, one day I noticed that she acted that way when she had her hair all made up and, you know, and then when her hair wasn't made up, when she just kind of woke up and came in with her hair just flattened down, she was real mellow. And I said, you know, I like it when, I like it when you don't make your hair, you know, when you don't do that, when you just come in like that, because, you're a different person. You're a lot more relaxed and a lot more mellow, and you're not such a pain in the ass. And uh, she says, you know, that's I never thought that. No, nobody's ever pointed that out to me. So uh, if nothing else, it made her aware at least that uh, she was acting that way until she could curb it. She didn't always do that, of course, but uh, but it did help. So anyway, just something to share, an observation that uh, that I've noticed on several occasions. Uh, across the country, not just in one geographical area. So uh, I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've enjoyed this little story, this little experience, you know, but 
it's really easy. It can be easy to take somebody from worst to first. Uh, and if you can accomplish that, then um, that says a lot about you as an individual, you as a manager, you as an owner, uh, you as a leader. Uh, not just to, you know, to yourself, but to other people around you. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks.